Hey everybody, welcome to episode two of Confessions of a Complicated Black Girl. I'm so excited that you're here with me this week. Now, last week we talked about the necessity of struggle. I know it provided a lot of opportunities for necessary introspection, and that was the goal, that you take the time to process your heart and work on making those diamonds. Thank you for your bravery as you walk forward in your process. I was dialoguing with my sister and she said, Mel, what is your podcast called? And I was like, Confessions of a Complicated Black Girl. She's like, yes. So it should have real-time stories of what's happening in your life. And I was like, you got it, bet. So this episode is called Pivots and Everyday Fiascos. You ready? This is gonna be fun. So usually on the weekends, we have this rhythm of going to a friend's on Friday night and just having a wonderful time. And we had a little pivot and got to have some quality family time. Now, mind you, I'm in full-blown mom mode for the summer, right? And I'm tired. And so by Friday, I'm like, it's pizza, it's movie, it's an easy dinner evening. But for some reason, I decide that this is a good night to make tandoori chicken. (laughs) And so I'm looking through the fridge, getting all my ingredients, marinating my chicken, thinking of all the flavors, pulling up recipes. And then I'm gonna make one pot rice. And then after that rice, I'm gonna make smoothies like mango and strawberry and blueberry and pineapple and just make this really wonderful savory meal for the family to enjoy. Now, anybody who knows me knows that every now and then in Mel's kitchen, although Melody can cook really good, it becomes kind of chaotic. I'm not always clean in the kitchen. I like to eyeball it. I like to get in there and taste the flavors as I'm going. But that's not what you want to do when you're really, really exhausted. I'm sitting there and I'm finishing up the rice. It's smelling very fragrant. I'm so excited to taste it. I got my raisins and my garlic and my ginger and my turmeric and all my spices. And then things just start to go a little crazy. And at the very end of me finishing off this wonderful rice, the top of the salt comes off and dumps in the whole thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's done, it's over. And I'm like, wait, I'm gonna salvage this. I bring out a strainer, I take the rice out, I put it in there, I rinse water over it and re-season it. And honestly, it tastes better than it did when I started. So I'm really excited about that. So I'm moving forward. And the way I'm making this tandoori chicken, I'm actually grilling it inside the stove. So I preheated the stove to 470 degrees. I laid my foil down, getting it nice and grilled on that grate, getting them lines in there. And all of a sudden, with the oven open, I see this shadow over my head. And you know how sometimes people decorate the top of their cabinet? The whole display on top of the cabinet somehow falls down on me while I'm inside this oven and it's this huge picture and this basket and this plant, it falls inside the oven and I burn myself and it's like this chaotic thing. So then I reach over and I'm trying to make space for all the stuff that's falling and I grab the fruit and vegetable wash from the sink and the top falls off and it spills all over the floor. At this point, I'm just trying to finish and I'm assessing the situation. Nothing hit me on the head. The chicken's good, the rice is good. We're moving forward, right? So I'm digging the plant out of the stove. (laughs) And this whole time, my son Ethan is watching all of this. And he looks at me and he's like, mom, what is happening right now? At this point, I'm done and I'm just like, I don't know, baby, I'm just so hungry and I'm tired. I wanna eat and I wanna go to bed. (laughs) It was crazy. And so I stopped and I took a deep breath. And then you know I said a prayer of protection. Don't be playing with me, shoot. Okay, (laughs) and so I finish up, I set the table, and thankfully dinner goes on without a hitch. What up? I'm excited everything's over and we're just gonna wind down and watch a movie downstairs. So we're down there watching the movie and I see my husband and he's made his favorite concoction. All right, 
He makes this thing to make sure he gets his macros. He takes cottage cheese and powdered peanut butter and adds stevia to it and like mixes it around in a bowl. That's his go-to end of the day dessert slash macro snack. He was the only one eating it that night because I think it's nasty. You ain't about to give me no stomach issues. I'm winding down for the evening and then I hear this sound. <laughs> oh no, 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 please God, no. It was my husband. I said, babe, are you throwing up right now? Yep. Oh my gosh, that was midnight. And all night long, there was about five rounds of changing the trash can bag and rubbing his back. And then I fall asleep and I wake up and he's doing it again. And I'm starting to get anxiety at this point. I'm not usually a sympathetic vomiter, but at this point I'm like, I'm next. Oh my gosh. After he's done, I have to get out of bed and I go in the basement to take deep breaths and like cuddle with a kid just so I can reset. And then I go back upstairs and I do it all again. This happens from midnight until 10 o'clock the next morning. And mind you, the next morning, we were supposed to go to a local park and celebrate my niece's second birthday. It was supposed to be this wonderful day, a family time and all this stuff, but that family time was not about to happen because we were so exhausted. At 7 a.m., I text my sister-in-law and I'm like, girl, I'm so sorry, but we're not gonna be able to come to the party today. I don't feel comfortable with leaving John at home if he's been sick all night. Literally on Saturday, all I did was sleep, feed the kids, run to Target, and go back to sleep. My kids literally played games and watched TV all day long. So as you can see, this weekend was a fiasco. And I was reminded of something important that day. I was reminded of how much I'd grown. In a previous season of my life, saying no to my sister-in-law would have eaten me alive. I would have literally gritted my teeth and would have gone to the birthday party anyway. I would have said, oh, it's fine. My husband's fine. The kids are fine. We're just going to go to the party. It's okay. But what I've learned over time is that you always have permission to pivot your plans if you need to. Have you ever felt the pressure to do a thing like meet a deadline or maintain plans when everything inside of you screamed for you to stop and take a breath? To refocus and remember that you actually have autonomy in how you manage your time and your body because of your intrinsic value. Sometimes we forget that. And sometimes pressure can be so intense to keep moving and going forward despite the signs. This has been a hard lesson for me. And I recall a time where learning this lesson almost cost me my life. So I had started a new creative business in Las Vegas and I remember being so excited to finally put boots to the ground for my dream of opening a pop-up store. The first event was outdoors and I was determined to succeed. And I remember at the same time, a different pressure was brewing. Our family was in a dry patch financially and I wanted to pull my weight. My husband was in the Air Force at the time and we had purchased a new home and expenses were high and a military salary didn't always cover everything. And on top of that, there was this name that military wives were often called the Dependosaurus. You know, disgruntled spouses who watch the kids gain weight from sitting on the couch all day and griping to their husbands about how horrible their lives were. These were supposedly women who had lost themselves and devoted all their time and energy to complaining instead of seeing the good in their lives. I didn't want to be that girl. And so now I feel like I have something to prove. So I kicked off this business and I spent all day in the hot Vegas sun and I'm feeling the pressure, pressure, yeah, feeling the pressure. You know, like Rennie's song, 
Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Let's keep going. At the end of that time, I wasn't feeling that great and I hadn't made any money. And it was like this loss of, oh my goodness, why did I do this? As I packed up, I remembered my youngest son wanted to come with me and I let him come just in case I got too tired to drive because I would never fall asleep with the kid in the car. I was so tired, I remember thinking, I'll just take the back roads in case I'm really tired and I can just pull over and sleep on the side of the road. I had him in the car and I remember singing him to sleep and I was watching his face in the rear view mirror. And as soon as he fell asleep, I was gone. I mean, dead asleep, ghosting down the road. I woke up to the sound of screaming and saw men trying to pry open the driver's side door. And all I could think was, I can't breathe. And where's my baby? Where's Gideon? I couldn't hear him cry. He was silent. Soon the paramedics came and they used the jaws of life to get me out of the car. I was in so much pain. The paramedics assured me that Gideon was okay and sent him ahead of me to the hospital. Once I got to the hospital, I found out I had broken my sternum, ribs, my fibula, patella, like all this stuff. After surgeries, I had to be in rehab for weeks. That day was a fiasco. It didn't turn out the way I had planned at all. Giving into the pressure I felt that day almost cost me everything. I could have just stopped, prayed and asked God for wisdom and strategy, practiced patience and just took my kids out for ice cream. And instead I was sitting in a hospital bed watching videos that my mom had texted me of my youngest son's first steps. I was missing it all over pressure. Let me tell you something. There is no pressure in the world that is worth sacrificing yourself over. There is no issue too big where God can't give you victory, whether it be financial, a job, family, deadlines, whatever it is, it's not worth your peace. And everyday fiascos present the opportunity to practice the art of the pivot. Pivot for your health, pivot for your sanity, pivot for your peace. I wish I could say that I had mastered this already, but codependency and people-pleasing habits die hard. But when I look at my scars, I'm reminded that pivoting in the midst of chaos and unnecessary pressure is crucial to maintaining my health and my peace. The same is true for you. Don't let anyone or anything put you under pressure. I encourage you, if you haven't got this strength already, Learn the art of changing plans for your good. Advocate for yourself. Learn the art of the pivot so that the outcomes of whatever the issue is serve you well. You deserve that. That's really what's on my heart today. When things go crazy and you're feeling that pressure, you have the choice to pivot for your health, for your sanity, for your joy, for your rest, for all of the things. <laughs> all right, I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. To find me on social media, hit me up at Melody McConico. That's M-E-L-O-D-Y at M-C-C-O-N-I-C-O. I can't wait to see you there. If there are any questions that you want to ask, any things you want me to talk about, I would love to dialogue with you. Just go ahead and send me a message or put it right in the comment section on Instagram. I cannot wait until next week. Stay true, stay classy, and I'll see you then. Love you guys.